Hello and welcome to Beauty in the Biz, a podcast for entrepreneurs in the beauty industry who want to elevate themselves, improve their businesses, and build up their girl gang through our community. I'm Monique Renee. And I'm Amanda Cabello. We've owned multiple successful wax and beauty bars over the last eight years, but running a beauty business isn't easy. So we're taking everything we've learned along the way to give you actionable steps and systems to transform your business. want to start talking about goal setting for the new year. Yeah. And just kind of the importance of setting goals and just really planning for success, basically. Because if you just kind of go into the new year, it's kind of the same as always, or, you know, the same way you went into November, December, just kind of not really focusing on what it is. There's just, what is that saying? If you don't plan, then you, what, what is that saying? I'm like, it's a, uh, if, if you, you fail to plan, saying- if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was like thinking of a totally different one. I was thinking of the one kind of like, kind of like incubus. If you don't drive yourself, others will drive you. <laughs> or I don't know. That's not, that's not even the right one either. It's something just basically like, if you don't, if you don't like map out your life, you're just going to get like blown wherever life takes you instead of you kind of taking the will and driving yourself. So thank you, incubus. <laughs> but yeah, uh, obviously this month is a busy time of year and a time that you do want to take time for yourself and with your family and everything. But it is really important to just, you know, even map out like a couple times, a couple days just to kind of focus on your goals and for the new year and basically see what you want out of the new year, see what you got out of this last year, what you didn't get that you did want. <clears throat> and reflect. So some things that you want to step back and reflect on, we're going to go over um, just some important things for us that we like to do when we head into our new year um, and break it down so that we know how to plan our next year appropriately. If you want to just kind of take a step back and really look at your business from all sides, um, you want to look at things like the types of services that you're offering, maybe checking what the sales were on different services. If you are offering, you know, a really high end service, a really expensive service, but, you know, only having once every, you know, one client every few months booking for that, like, is it worth keeping those products on hand? Um, looking at the types of clients that you're seeing, um, maybe not doing the right marketing. If you're doing a lot of Groupons and not just getting in, you know, clients that just kind of come once and leave. Um, so just kind of reevaluating your marketing and how you're getting clients in, um, looking at your employees, is everybody meeting their goals? Is everybody, you know, really focused and trying in their positions or do they just kind of come into work and leave at the end of the day? And there's just not really a lot of effort Mm -hmm. there. Um, even your salon or your studio setup. So the decor has it been, you know, seven, eight or, you know, 15 years since you last redecorated reviewing your website. Um, has that been updated recently? Any systems that you have in place or do you need to put systems in place? And then me and Amanda, were talking about how we like to get inspiration from other businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just basically just your whole brand overall and seeing if it's, um, what you want for, the new year coming. And I think that does sometimes you're so busy with the day to day stuff, you kind of don't have time to look outside your own box, but it is important. So even if it's not a business directly aligned with yours, maybe um, you're offering facials and this is maybe a hair salon, but still getting inspiration from like their websites, um, their booking, um, maybe you're looking to new booking system, um, looking into their social media, um, you know, seeing how if there's any other like social media Instagrams, like layouts that you like that you feel inspired by that you look at every day and maybe yours isn't there yet. Um, just kind of taking note of that and kind of looking outside too. Um, just so that you could kind of bring, you could take what you do like. And also if there's things that you don't like that you see maybe other people are doing and just to be mindful of like, okay, I'm going to kind of get rid of some of that myself. Um, yeah. And then, so I, uh, 
I think it's super important to be, you know, authentic and remember that, you know, people and clients are coming to you because it's a reflection of yourself. So obviously we're not telling you to go out and, you know, copy other businesses, but really just getting inspired by them. So like, for instance, I get emails from everywhere, including like my chiropractor and just, you know, certain (laughs) things that they say in there or certain specials that they send out or things like that. Even though it has nothing to do with what I'm doing, it is something that I can sometimes get inspiration from with just how they're talking to clients or how they're reaching out or, you know, the number of newsletters they're sending out or, you know, things like that. And even like big brands too, like, I, I mean, we all get tons of um, like advertising right now for like, you know, those holiday specials. But for instance, like I know me and Monique both love Kate Spade and they're just super cute and chic and um, even just seeing how they do their emails and stuff. Like, of course, like they're selling purses and more product based where we're more service based, but just, you know, thinking of fun ways to say things. Um you don't have to be, I know that's something that I may be more visual person, but I'm always not great at <laughs> putting like the words into the newsletter together. So I feel like that helps me a lot kind of, you know, finding ways to phrase things that's appealing to people because I know it appealed to me. But yeah, so that, and then also, I, I don't know if Monique um, brought it up to you, but another thing to look back is inventory. Um, so if you do have a lot of inventory in your studio and there's a lot of inventory that hasn't been moved uh, throughout the year, um, kind of reevaluating what you want to keep in with the new year, or maybe you want to look in some new inventory lines. So that goes aligned with looking at different businesses in your in your industry and seeing what products they sell, what kind of products look neat to you and kind of reaching out to some of those vendors and, you know, seeing, you know, if that's something that could replace something on your shelf that's been sitting there or, um, or, you know, offering some discounts too right now at the end of the year to kind of move some of that inventory out so you can start fresh for the new year. So once you've kind of taken a step back and really looked at your business and seen, you know, all these different things that are in place, just kind of figuring out where it is that you want to be. So if you are seeing, you know, three or 400 clients a month, but you want to have more financial freedom, so maybe you need to see, you know, 100, 100 clients more, or maybe you need to see less, maybe you need to step out and, you know, let management take over or let your team take over and not see clients anymore, things like that. So really evaluating where it is that you want to be in the next year and not just kind of going into it, just hoping that you'll end up there. You really need to plan for it. And I think that's important too. Um, when you're starting your business, it is like a lot of hustling on the go, but as your business starts to grow, it is being able to, it's your business and you should be able to have that role that you want so that you're always happy with it. So it's fine to like, you know, take, you know, want to step back from out from clients and maybe work on different aspects of your business. Um, so just putting that set in plan so that it's not halfway through the year and you still haven't basically got yourself off the schedule or working on maybe marketing more. Maybe you want to do that because your services are great in your salon, but when you go to your website, maybe that brand image doesn't reflect what's on the inside of what you guys are doing. So it is good to have that all aligned um, because we live in that day and age where everything's like is in you know social or on your phone. So just if that's something you have to do, it's not a bad thing. And or even just like wanting more family time, just want to have that great balance and making that balance for yourself in the new year is really important. I think that's um, also really for me for a long time is um, kind of really putting up those walls between my home life and my work life. And so that was really early on, maybe like the second year in business that I started to realize like how much the business was kind of taking over. And I know that Amanda, you have some struggles with that too, because it is really hard. (laughs) I was just going to tell you, like, it's, it's something that even I feel like if you've gotten better at it, it's still kind of always struggle because let's face it, your business is like your baby. And at the end of the day, it all comes down on you. And you know that even when you're like, but I really want to do this other thing, or maybe I want to spend time with my, you know, husband or my family or whatever it is, but it is just kind of hard when you just know there's, for me, there's just, 
always something that can be done. And I know Monique's the same way and you guys are probably all the same way. Like, and it's just always, you always want to get ahead and, you know, like I know there's your daily stuff. So I'm always like, well, let's do my daily stuff daily. And then, you know, on my, when I'm off, <laughs> that's when I'm just going to work on all those other things to like get ahead or all those new things. So, and it is, it's just, I think we'll talk about that a lot probably throughout this podcast. Cause that is something that, you know, it's, it's always, everyone could always work on and be better and no one's going to be perfect at it because it's just, you know, it's our business. We want it to be amazing. <laughs> I think it's hard too when you love your work because <laughs> it's not like it's something yeah. that you don't enjoy doing, you know, especially when it comes yeah. to, Amanda does design. So especially when it comes to that kind of stuff, like, you know, <laughs> I'll call her at like 11 o'clock at night. And she's like, oh, I'm just working on the newsletter. Like, <laughs> I'm like, go to sleep. Well, let's face it, Monique. That's because like we said earlier, it's hard for me to come up with words and say, <laughs> Monique helps me a lot with that guys. I, I, I'm more, like I said, the visual, but, <laughs> but no, but things like that, I know, like, um, even just like small things that probably don't matter to Monique, like, you know, fonts or things like that. I'll spend a lot of time on. And that's, I think the big thing about owning business, knowing your strengths and weaknesses. And I had that kind of for a little bit later to talk about, but on how to talk your goals is maybe um, figuring out when you need that additional support for certain things. So you're weighing those things that you really love to do and focusing on those and maybe um, delegating those other things that you don't like to do so much, but maybe Monique's awesome at that. Like she's awesome at like a lot of with like our copies. So she does like a copy for our website and everything. And that's something that works out better for us because then I'm not spending a thousand hours working on something that I'm not going to be great at. And then I could focus more on the design, which I do like more. Yeah. So uh, even if you guys don't have, you know, a business partner or something like that, or somebody to take over that stuff, those are all things that you can hire somebody to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're yeah. finding that you just don't enjoy a certain part of your job, then give it to somebody else, whether that's, you know, maybe a front desk employee that's really creative or, you know, just having your team help with the Instagram and, and things like yeah. that. So just really taking a look and just kind of, you know, eliminating those positions for yourself or those tasks for yourself. That's not something that you want to be doing next year. So if next year you don't want to be the one, you know, worrying about your Instagram all day long, then hire somebody to do it or, you know, find some automated way to do it. Or there's great like bartering thing too. Like even just being in a service industry, I kind of like that because there's people that want waxing services or facial services. And even just like a trade, you're doing trades like that, um, you know, where someone to come in and take pictures of your salon for your side or um, like Monique said with, you know, social media, there's lots of ways around it. So also with your budget, you don't have to always feel like you have to have all this money to that. There's just different, you know, different ways to kind of implement it. Yeah. So when you're picturing where you want your business to be next year, there's even more things to consider like your marketing calendar. So if you have a full calendar in advance, hopefully, um, if not a full year in advance, then at least a quarter in advance. Um, if you are wanting money to redesign your space, if you want to add on more employees, if you want to attract a different type of clientele, if you want to increase your sales or increase your you know, value per guest, um, just kind of all these things, it's a good time to write down what you want. So that way you can really start putting a plan to, to reach that. And also to um, even just looking into um, more ways to learn for the new year, like education. So even though you're probably like, you know, the greatest in your field right now, but maybe you do want to expand your service menu or you just I feel like everyone you feel great when you grow more and you learn more and you retain more knowledge. So even if it's just something to kind of, again, learn, you know, you want to go learn. Like I know right now we're working on microblading. That was something that we took classes on and it's something that we are able to implement into our business. But even just like reflecting, you know businesses that do microblading or how they, you know, do things and adding it to our business with waxing. still something you can learn from. And then I think it's just always good continuing education. So kind of looking at the year, a lot of places that do education, they usually have their whole year mapped out where they're going, what cities. So kind of looking into that and seeing which ones you can do. Maybe you want to learn to do lash extensions, um, 
or or just anything that you want to add and kind of at least putting in a couple of times or at least if one, the bare minimum so that you can get that education and bring it to your team and just so that your business is constantly growing or more just education about something you're already doing, maybe learning new techniques, testing out new products, trade shows, things like that. Just putting something on your calendar so that, again, you're kind of getting out of your box too of your daily grind. Yeah, perfect. So once you've kind of come up with all these goals or where you want to be, um, writing them down, maybe in a planner, or if you have some more specific, maybe you want to create like a vision board. I think vision boards are really useful. We actually had our entire team create their own vision boards um, as part of like, was it meant during like a team meeting? Yeah, we kind of did that at the end of last year so that we kind of had our vision board for the new year. And that was something that we're like, hey, put your personal stuff in there and your stuff for the, you know, for work and everything, because it is important to kind of get excited, you know, to know that every day you're working hard so that you can play hard and enjoy all those things in life and that you have that balance too. We want our team to have that balance as well so that they're happy when they're at the studio with us. But yeah, so we did just a vision board and brought in a bunch of magazines and just kind of cut out things that inspire us. And then we hung them in our break room just so that they're they're all year long. So as a reminder and just, you know, some inspiration daily on those days that when it is harder to get through. <laughs> Yeah. So for your vision board, if you are, like I said earlier, wanting to redesign your space or maybe just, you know, add a few things like a new seating area or anything like that, really finding something that you like, a a design that you like, maybe the exact one that you would want to buy and printing that and having that on your vision board. That way you see that all the time and you see that that's, you know, what do I need to get there? So I need to do an extra, you know, 20 clients a month in the first like three months of the year in order to be able to afford that by April. When you guys really have that plan and focus and you're when you're really seeing that on a daily basis, um, it's really useful to look at your vision board kind of every day and just kind of seeing different aspects of it and just, you know, really planning out how you can get there. And it helps you not settle either, because I feel like that's something to being a smaller business. Sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't have the budget for that or that's too expensive. But um, it, the whole point of you setting these goals is so that you can meet them thinking of that end end point of where you want to be and then working backwards and setting up the little steps to get you there instead of just, you know, kind of aimlessly aiming at something and then not ending where you want to be. Cause that's yeah. pretty much what happens because we all know like the days and the weeks, the months go by super fast. So that's why it's super important right now to use this time and be specific. Like Monique said, pick out that exact couch that you want for your waiting room, write all those things down because it is all possible. And once you have that all set and you have your calendar out, your planner out, it's easy to kind of fit that all in and make it work to where it doesn't seem as overwhelming um, for you to meet those goals. So yeah, me and Monique are both both obsessed with planners. Other things that you can do is just having your daily to-do list, which can be something that you incorporate into your planner as well. And then Monique said she has a wall calendar that she uses a lot too. She has her family and her husband. So I know it's important for her to kind of have that all together. <laughs> um, yeah, so I keep my, I keep a, just a month calendar downstairs in my kitchen. So that way my husband sees if I'm, you know, going to be in San Diego for the day, or if I'm going to be, you know, whatever it is, he knows exactly what's going on and we can schedule our kids stuff around that as well. And that's just kind of like a basic snapshot, but then in my planner, that's where I'll have everything really listed out. So it's important to list out or make time for kind of everything. So you want to have your office time, like the time that you're just working on your business. And then if you do still work in your business, then of course you'll have, um, you know, your client time as well and then schedule any family time. So if you, you know, always want to reserve your Saturdays for a family trip or something like that. And then any time that you need to, if you exercise or if you, you know, need a meal plan and things like that, definitely have that stuff in your planner. And then as well as any personal time. And I feel like that's a really big one because it's so easy to let the office time, the client time, even the family time kind of take over everything. And then you're not getting that personal time. That personal care really is important. 
and putting it out there too. So even though at home, if you have your wall calendar to put that stuff up there, so everyone to see, but even setting your boundaries at work, I think is important and something that I know I always try to work on, but um, we usually have just like a, a team schedule posted in our binder in the back room. And I try to make sure to put like, you know, on our Sundays or, you know, whatever days off or like, you know, this is the days on my office. Of course, there's still times where I answer questions outside of that. But just so the team knows that is like my off time or, you know, time that I will not be in the office or maybe not at the studio, just so that you do have set those boundaries with your team right away in the beginning, because it is easy just to be the person that's always answering the phone at all times, answering emails. I'm, you know, I struggled with that for a while (laughs) and just constantly immediately answering emails. Like, and I mean, I still do. I'm not going to lie, but it is at least I know at a certain time I'm like, okay, no, it's okay to like kind of turn that off. I'll be there tomorrow and I'll get to that. And not everything's an emergency. Um, and I'm sure that'll be another thing, but just knowing like what is the urgency of each thing and if it can wait and then, you know, explain that to your team too, if that's something that you guys struggle with. I think that was a really big deal for me in the beginning because I would absolutely hate like I, you know, would sit down to a nice dinner. Me and my husband would go out to dinner and then I'll start getting texts like the credit card machine isn't working or, you know, whatever the issue is. And I'm like, you guys, we have these systems in place for a reason. Like if there's like a blackout and you absolutely cannot figure out what to do, then call me. But if it's anything less than that, then leave me alone. I'm not working right now. That's that's my, (laughs) you know, I'm off. Leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it is true. It's creating and it's not, it's not being like mean or rude or a bad boss or anything. It's, you're also creating independency in your employees too, and making them self-sufficient while they're at work, which I think is really important. Um, If you, it's kind of like having a kid, if you do a lot of those things all the time, it's kind of babying them in the way to where they don't know how to handle those situations and that every other little situation seems so big to them because you're not there to do it. So if they get more used to handling those situations on themselves or having those systems, or like if it is something that you're like, okay, why well, didn't have a system in place? It's make sure you put a system into place for next time. So even a blackout, you know, we've had a couple of those <laughs> or, um, you know, power outages and stuff, things like that. So I feel like we kind of learned from that to where, know where the girls know what to do in that situation as well. So that it isn't a call. And I mean, of course, like the last time that happened, it was like, I had like 10 missed calls in a row, like the one time I didn't answer. So just knowing, you know, so that they're not as freaked out about it and they kind of know the steps to do and everything for that. Exactly. So if you are really good about scheduling all this time, you have your office time, your client time, you know, all these, all these set times in your day, um, then you, all these little interruptions shouldn't happen. So you shouldn't be getting, you know, text messages from your team about different things like, oh, we're out of this product or, you know, I need to leave early today or, you know, whatever it is. Um, you should really be able to stick to those timelines that you have in place. So, um, now that you have your planner and your vision board and everything, so you have all your goals laid out for you. So, Again, easier said than done. Everything's laid out. But how do you actually make sure that you're tackling those goals every single day (laughs) and not getting distracted yourself with little things that you see in your business? Um, So I know this is something that I like to still learn from from Monique (laughs) because she's really awesome at working on big, important things that she should be as an owner. And uh, me, I'm very much like, hey, let me get all these really easy things done first um, so that I could spend a lot of time to focus on those big things where no one's bothering me because I got all those other little things done. And sometimes that works out good. And um, sometimes it feels good because I got like a ton of little things done. But at the end of the day, when I'm worn out and I don't have much energy or much excitement to work on a big project, I feel more down about myself because I'm like, man, I didn't get that one thing done. And then it's like I kind of it just sits on my shoulders, even, you know, sleeping that night. And then I'm just thinking about it. And it's just carries on to the next day. And I mean, yeah, maybe I could get it done the next day. But I just think that sometimes, you know, finding that balance for you, what feels better for you um, and learning from others, too, about um, basically task management. Do you kind of want to talk about like how you do like your top three or what works good for you in that situation? 
So I like to plan out my day, like usually the night before, um, I'll kind of make a list, my entire to-do list. Cause I don't want to go to bed thinking about all the things that I need to do the next yeah. day. As long as I have it written out, then I really don't have to. Um, and then those big projects, like if it's, you know, putting together a marketing calendar, like that's obviously something that's going to take more than just a couple of hours. Um, so that all break up into sections. So I'll break it up into maybe like four sections for the marketing calendar. In particular, I do, you know, each one into quarters. And then maybe even just put one of those quarters on each day. I mean, it would be nice to just sit there for, you know, six or seven hours and knock it all out in, you know, <laughs> time, but that's not, not very ideal. So kind of breaking up those bigger tasks into, you know, the course of a couple of days or even just, you know, for me, like I like the gratification of seeing, you know, my to-do list and seeing everything checked off. So if I'm working on a big project and I can't check anything off until the very end of the day, it feels like I haven't done anything that day. So if I'm breaking it up or if I'm, you know, doing two hours of it and then doing, you know, two or three other small tasks and I get to mark all those off my list and that makes me feel better about it. And then I'll go back to that, that big task again. And she doesn't say being realistic is important. So <laughs> I yeah. just kind of what she said, break it, break it into because I think that's the thing I like to. Well, I do kind of like with my planner, I usually just kind of use it. Uh, kind of like a grid paper journal. I guess some people make them into bullet journals, but I kind of do like a brain dump and I put everything onto there basically just to kind of get all my thoughts down too. So it's out of my head. I'm not thinking over and over what I have to do. And then from there, I kind of move that into my calendar and start scheduling it like based on importance. So being realistic too, because obviously if I just put that whole brain dump on one day, like that's impossible. I'm not going to get to that. So I'm um, taking that and just, I like to do my month view um, at the beginning of the, you know, before the beginning of the month, I guess, and just kind of putting big projects on certain days or th my goals for the week. And then daily, the same thing with Monique, where usually it's the night before. Um, I wish I could get up early in the morning and do it. But <laughs> I think I do it the night before too, because if not, it's, I just, I'll keep thinking of it all night or I'll want to start working on it that night where I sometimes just have to tell myself, like, just put it down on paper. It's out of my brain. And then now I can just kind of like go to bed, get my rest or have my family time. And then it's there in the morning and I don't have to think about it till then. But yeah, so I think my problem is too, is like, I'll, even if I have those big things and I usually have a planner that even list it for me, like your top three, <laughs> but again, it's just me. I'll, I'll start to tackle those small things or just day to day stuff comes up with the team or the studio and I'll start working on that. Um, so for me, it's really important to basically I, well, there's like apps and everything too, but setting like 30 minute time blocks to be like, okay, for this next 30 minutes, I'm only going to work on this. Uh, I get distracted easily. <laughs> I think a lot of us do, but I know I do. And that's a downfall for me. So, um, even just things like, logging out of my Instagrams. Uh, that's something that I had to do for myself just because, you know, I get a notification, and I look and then you just get so sidetracked. And then all of a sudden, then you're like, Oh, I want to make this post or Oh, let me save this for later. Or, oh, let me write that down. So just turning off that or even sometimes just putting my phone on mute or in a different room and just really setting that those time slots aside to really just focus on that task so that I know like, Hey, I only have to do this for 30 minutes. And then most things you actually can get done super fast. <laughs> when You don't have any other distractions. It's actually amazing. So, um, so just when you, when you, actually <laughs> I'm always amazed but uh, but actually just setting that time aside and um so for me there's like app called 3030 that I really liked because I had a little time or two so then again I'm not looking at my phone over and over like okay like is it the 30 minutes I just have like or you can set any timer and just you know put 30 minutes 45 minutes an hour whatever you need for that and just like drill it out basically and just get those things done and then at that time it's kind of like there were two like hey I did it and you got a bunch of stuff done and you can move on to your next task or um you know or maybe some of that project is moved to the next day kind of like how Monique does it or just work on some of those little things 
taking a break with things, moving, all that stuff's important, eating, <laughs> using the bathroom. <laughs> there's, uh, there's, there's office days where you just are zoned out into what you're doing. And so it's important to, that's why I think setting the timer for me works because then it kind of gives me that, like, okay, I can stop. I worked, you know, hard for that one hour and then I can move on to the next thing, basically. Um, and then checking and following up with yourself, I think is important too. So not like pretty much, you know, being upset at yourself if you didn't meet your expectations for that day, but um, just at the end of the day, reflecting and, you know, celebrating the things you did accomplish. I feel like it's important to celebrate even the little victories <laughs> and be proud of yeah. yourself because we do have a lot on our plate, I feel like. And so I, it's, there's no point in battering yourself basically, but it is really important. I feel like to always check with yourself and be honest with yourself and be like, okay, well, that didn't get done. I'm going to move it to this day or see why it didn't get done. Um, maybe it is something that you're just struggling with. Like, I know sometimes I don't get those newsletters done. <laughs> Again, it's just like, maybe I'm struggling on what to, what, how to phrase something or what promotion. So I know that. So I'll talk with Monique about it so I could get like an outline or maybe it's just something that there's, there's a reason why you're not getting it done basically. So kind of figuring out what that is so that you can get it done um, when you reschedule it for yourself and just seeing also what systems work for you. Maybe um, I know Monique's a really like an early bird. She has kids. <laughs> so maybe it's not an early bird by choice, <laughs> but she's, up way before I am. I know that. <laughs> so um, that works for her where that doesn't work for me. I'm usually like in the morning, <laughs> but at nighttime, I'm like, Ooh, I want to like work on everything till like the end of days. And um, that just, I feel like I get my flow more for then. And for me with the studios being closed at, you know, after a certain time and, you know, me getting all my stuff done for the day too, personally, that makes me feel better. And then makes me be able to focus on work more instead of feeling like I am putting myself last. So just finding what works for you. And it's okay. Um, if it's different, it's, I mean, that's that's the whole point of being able to run your own business. You get to do what works for you and makes you flourish and makes you proud of yourself and happy and not like trying to always compete with someone. So even though I know Monique wakes up early and I do try to wake up earlier, but I'm not going to like hurt myself. Like if I can't do her schedule, I'm just going to find what works for me and just make sure I'm still doing the work basically. Yeah. I think it's important to figure out what time of the day you're most productive. For me, I like mornings. Like I feel like I get like 50 things done just from, you know, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then the rest of the day. <laughs> seems like I don't get anything done. So I used to like run errands when I would drop off the kids at daycare in the morning and I would run all my errands and I would get home and then I'd be like, oh, my morning's over. Now, it, I don't know, it just it was just kind of different for me. And I realized that I just wasn't as productive in the afternoon. So now I definitely do all my stuff in the morning and then any errands and stuff that I have to run, I do in the afternoon. So if you guys want to switch around your day, like there's no like specific timetable that works for everybody. You just kind of have to figure out what works best for you and plan your day around that. Exactly. And then, yeah, and then just I like I talked about earlier, I kind of want to talk on the section which just like, again, yeah, getting that additional support too. if you're um, struggling with any year to do's and, you know, kind of delegating those out like we talked about either to your team or if you do have a management system in place, if you find yourself, you know, working in the schedule or little things that should be done in studio, making sure that you're basically setting up a plan so that you're not getting distracted by those things and that you're able to work on your actual to-do list. So if it's something that you just keep finding on your, uh, taking over your list when you should be working on other projects, um, set up a goal plan for that and set up an action plan so that that gets taken care of right away so that you can focus on what's important for your business and that you are able to work on your business and not just always in it. So when it comes to setting those goals, I think it's important to kind of set different types of goals. So if you're wanting to increase the amount of clients that you see a month, um, you may want to come up with a more like modest goal, something that you would be happy to meet, maybe like, you know, a hundred new clients, you know, each month for the first quarter. But then also have like a sort of rock star goal. Like I would love to actually get 150 new clients, 
you know, but if you get anywhere in between there, it's still something to celebrate. Whereas if you just set the 150 goal and then you didn't meet it, like it may be kind of, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Kind of letting yourself down or not being able to celebrate, even if you still are doing good, because at least you're, at least you're growing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, and then also kind of avoiding getting overwhelmed when you have too many goals. I feel like for me, if I look at my list and I just have like 50 things and I'm trying to squeeze them all in <laughs> one day, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, and it's, it's almost makes me move slower. Cause I'm like, there's just no way I'm going to get through all of this. Like, there's no way I'm going to get it done rather than, um, <laughs> rather than being motivated to just get it done. You know, it's almost doing the opposite for me. So things like Monique, that. Do you like, ever just want to get your list and like light it on fire? <laughs> <laughs> And just be like, I'm going to go shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Many times, many times. Um, But yeah, so it is really nice. Like Amanda said earlier, just being super realistic. Um, And, you know, if you want to split your to-do list into the course of like a few days or, you know, even over a week, just do that from the beginning. My system, what I like to do is I have my planner and then I have, well, I have like a really big planner. So I have an entire to-do list that has maybe like 25 things. And then on the right, it also has the times broken down from like 7am until 9pm. Um, and so I like to schedule like, okay, I'm going to make sure to finish these, you know, five tasks before 11am. Um, and so just mm-hmm. kind of fitting those, so that amount of the to do list into that time, then I feel super successful if that's already done. And I'm like, okay, now the rest of the day, I can, you know, get this other stuff done, but I'm not going to feel overwhelmed because I already did all of this stuff. Yeah. So you can either like get ahead or basically maybe it is something where you want to go have some you time or time with your kids. And I, I feel like at that point, like she said, you already feel good about yourself for getting that stuff done and you still have the whole day. Um, so some of, I feel like some of our goals that, um, just to kind of go over, there's, I mean, we always have a ton of goals for our business. Um, but we do have a team of employees. So, uh, we have like a lot of goals for our team. We have, um, we're always working on goals for bringing in new clients. I feel like that's always important. Um, when you have a great business, it's, um, sometimes, you know, having those existing clients, you got that down. But if you're, you know, depending where you're at, sometimes it is harder to bring in new clients. So I know that's one of our goals for our new year is, um, working on what type of advertising we want to do, um, to bring in new clients. Um, so there's usually like a big bucket of that, of like to choose from for advertising. So finding what's right for you retention just for old and new and then just um, employees setting up their goals if they have retail goals sales goals um, maybe just uh, education for them as well um we do have memberships at our studios so we always have our goals for how many memberships we want to get as a team as well as like each individual employee should be meeting um and then their retail sales are separate from their service sales so that's something that we we also do um, and then for us, something that really helps our team actually reach their goals and be motivated to reach their goals is a bonus system, um, which we'll probably go more into on another podcast yeah. talking about like, you know, employee structures and, and how to pay and everything. Um, but that is something that really helps us and helps our studio in general is, um, mm-hmm. is just having goals oh, for our team so- as well. And each girl needs to know what her goals are. So that's perfect too, is like when you have those goals, um, you know, also thinking of those incentives for yourself and for your team, like, why do you have those goals? Like, what's going to motivate you to get them? Like, is it, yeah, like, you know, making more money, um, having improved sales, having a certain amount of clients. Um, so just kind of figure out what's um, the driving point for each of those goals, too, so that you can work on that. So maybe it is more money, but maybe you don't have a system in place, like a bonus system for your team. So that's something that you could work on right now for the end of the year to, so that you can put it into place for the new year. And then I, I think, too, just I don't, I don't know if we talked about this a little bit earlier, but, you know, basically looking at last year, too, and 
seeing what, you know, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the year, seeing what goals you didn't meet and just maybe seeing why to like the big goals and seeing how you could improve those basically. Um, so if it is maybe a certain end, like a membership amount, so maybe next year we want to be at like a thousand members by the end of 2018 and maybe we didn't get there. So just kind of breaking down why and um, making those steps to get there as well. Perfect. So is there anything else you could think of, Monique? I think that kind of wraps things up. Okay, perfect. Uh, do you, So just to kind of share with anyone, because I know we talked about planners a little bit earlier, but what planner are you using right now? <laughs> and do you have a new one for 2018? <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of back and forth. I'm using the Create 365. It's the one from Michael's where you like put in your own inserts. And I was kind of unsure about it because I don't love like the outside. I feel like it's not as like, I don't know classy or she <laughs> and weird uh, but I actually love the inside like the whole left side is just as brain dump and then it has like the little like squares all over whatever so you just kind of put whatever yeah and then on the right side it has like it broken down by like <laughs> but then I was like I was saying earlier it has like a huge section for like the to-do list says get it done and then it has like your three top priorities it has your day broken down by the hour and then at the bottom it says what you're grateful for um so I feel like it's perfect like it has everything that I can need. And then they have a lot of other inserts too. Like I have a, a section at the front that's like for budgeting and it has little like pockets everywhere. So I can just throw shit in there, throw stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. I think that's good too. I don't know if we kind of talked about that. It was kind of, I guess, a given for us, but I know in the beginning I tried it just maybe it's because part, cause I loved planners and I wanted a bunch of them, but <laughs> I try to have like a fitness planner, a work planner, a home planner. And again, like I said, maybe I just wanted a bunch of them, but it yeah it was kind of too hard and then i would end up like using my phone a lot um so just finding the right thing i know we're talking about a lot but it is really important to find a right planner and to i think to make sure that it is daily um since you do have a lot of things that you have a, like a weekly or monthly ones it's not going to cut it you want something that literally could be just have everything in there for you so that you are organized and you stay with your personal life and your work life. You know, it but, yeah, took me a it, long time though to find this one. And before that, I actually did just have a weekly one. Um, and the way that I made that work is I found some to-do list little like sticky notes. And so I would just stick one of those on each page. And then it was nice because I mean, this is nice, but it makes it look really sloppy after a while. And I have like notes <laughs> everywhere and I hate it. So at least with the other one, like as soon as I was done with that to-do list, like I could throw it away and then my planner away. would be fresh again. <laughs> so that yes, was nice. I think so that, that is a hard part. Yes. But you have to have, you know, other inserts or, you know, whatever for it to kind of help with your, with your crazy to-do list. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we hope everyone got some great information out of this. And um, if you guys have any questions on any tools that of how to find them, maybe for planner stuff, vision board ideas or anything, feel free to email us, follow us on Instagram and check our blog to see more about this. If there's any more you want to add. Hey, thanks for listening.